Alright, we got fun facts, best co-op experiences, list of animal group names. <laughs> list of animal group names? Yeah, list of animal group names, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Have we hit the bottom of the barrel of the bucket? <laughs> yeah, dude, we're coming up on 300 episodes, go fuck up. <laughs> Let's do this! Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is June first, twenty twenty-three, and we're your hosts on the pod: Zach Mayer and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, hi gentlemen. gentlemen. Correct. And this, dear listener, is Quest two ninety-seven. What are the best co-op experiences, gentlemen? This is inspired by a little video game that's launching today. What game might that be? Uh. I, I keep hearing people talk about Diablo, but I could have swore that that game came out like five years ago. Yeah, I did too. Did it actually release today? So it, Is that the thing that happened? It officially releases on Tuesday, but early access is live today. So the game is live. I have a lot of friends that so are celebrating. Is... It's been a fantastically smooth launch for them. So yeah, it is Diablo 5. Is that Cinco? Cinco. El Diablo Cinco. You guys going to play Diablo? I mean, maybe at some no. point. What if I told you? What if I told you, Raul? That you could get it running on deck. <laughs> Wait, are we sure it's Diablo 5? Wait, Diablo 4. Not Cinco. Yeah, okay. Look, I was trying to do Spe- Quattro. Diablo Quattro. I don't There's know. There's a V in there, yeah. Man, I-, I might have said 5 at some point. we just restart the podcast now? This is so embarrassing. <laughs> Diablo IV. Yeah. But I, but I mean, that's... I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound bad or anything, but I think that's, that's the confusion for me, because, like, I didn't know this game was coming out until I heard about it today. Like... I thought was, it came no out last train. year. Like, there was no hype train behind this. Do you, there's no hype. Do you know what the advertising is for this game? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's not Tears it, of the it, Kingdom, it, but come it, on. It hasn't, it hasn't reached me, I can tell you that. Okay, well, uh, yeah, about that. <laughs> I mean, I've watched the YouTubes. Oh, but you know what? I pay not to see ads. That's probably why I don't see any advertisements for things that I like. Yeah, that's, that's I true. I mean, yeah. I just still can't get over the fact that I called it Diablo Cinco. I really, really want to reset and delete this whole podcast. I'm just going to no, go back no, and edit. No You're just going to hear me cut in no with a different mulligans. voice. That's right. Diablo 4 is releasing. <laughs> no, so, so I remember when 3 came out and I got hyped. I, I think it was like everyone was playing it and it was kind of fun. I mean, it's, it's a dungeon crawler and you keep crawling and you keep crawling. And you keep crawling. You know what, you know what, Zach? I bet you what can probably confused us was like, I remember hearing more about the Switch release, right? The Switch release was maybe a year or two ago that didn't come out with the the main game release. Uh, it was more than a year or two yeah. ago, but yes. Yeah, I think I think that's what confused me because I'm like, wait, is this is this another port? Is it something? And I guess that's kind of like one of the problems with the day and age we live in. It's just like, oh yeah, great, Death Death Stranding is coming out, but not on everything. And then here's another big launch cycle for like the director's cut, and then there's another launch cycle for like it being released on some other portable system, wait, blah, blah, wait. blah, blah, Wait, are you telling me that Skyrim didn't come out last year? <laughs> it feels <laughs> like it keeps coming out. <laughs> was that, was it was last year the first release without a new Skyrim? <laughs> Weird. No, it came out for Toast Yeah, no, Jordan. I mean, no, I, I, I do. I remember like seeing stuff about Diablo 3, and then like Diablo 4 stuff, I guess was mixed in with it, 
sort of, so I just kind of glossed over and didn't realize that that hadn't already released. Or like there was an expansion pack or something. I don't know. It's it's all confusing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I like the core game loop of the Diablo games, and they're oft repeated in other games. Uh, you know, fight stuff, kill stuff, loot stuff. It's satisfying, you know? It's top-down, light RPG. Uh, I like all of those things. Yeah, it, it Diablo sits in the same part of my brain as uh, Borderland. So... Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's stuff that, <laughs> well, I guess the topic was best co-op games. Borderlands is right in there. Spoilers. Yeah, I mean, Diablo has always had co-op where people can go into dungeons and play together. Diablo 4, <laughs> I'll get it right this time, um, <laughs> basically has this kind of pseudo MMO style world where at, like certain small numbers of people will roam through the world with you. So it's not an MMO or it's like a realm or something like that, but it's very dynamic. It's pretty cool technology. But of course, you can, you know, with your friends, jump in and out of their world. So it is absolutely positively a, a co-op game. I'm very much looking forward to it. I really didn't get into Diablo until 3 because, you know, I was at my former employer at that time. And so now uh, I, I am, is it is it like sacrilegious to say I'm a believer in the Diablo series? No. So I'm definitely I mean, it's got it. a really long, like, pedigree. And it's had a really solid series of entries. It did have the bit about the real money store in Diablo 3. That was kind of a black mark. Yes. I think that got resolved at some point. Yeah, it got removed in um, Reaper of Souls. Yeah. So, you know, other than hiccups, yeah, no, Diablo has always been solid. Like, it is exactly what it claims to be. And really, that's as much as you could ask from any game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Diablo 4, well, I'm just doing all the advertising for it. Dear listener, our sponsor this week, Diablo fucking 4, because no fucking shit. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say StarCraft. (laughs) (laughs) Dear listener, our sponsor this week, StarCraft. It's the other craft game, the one that you miss, and... So so is Diablo just basically vampire survivors with better graphics? (laughs) Sure. But more loot. I mean, but why not? (laughs) Yeah, way more loot. Yeah, no, it's it's not like a bullet hell or the the weird what what is vampire survivor? It's not a bullet hell. I call it really a reverse bullets. bullet hell, where you're the one <laughs> making the bullets. Yeah, there's a there's a term for the genre that it falls into, and I've seen it in other places. Auto battler. Um, no, no, because you still control the dude. Roguelike indie game, casual game, shoot 'em up. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, I, all I was going to say, the last thing I was going to say about uh, Diablo Quattro is that it is completely cross-platform, completely cross-play. So I got two codes. I have one for the Xbox and I have one for PC, which I intend to install on deck. So uh, that's going to be a lot wait, of fun. Wait, wait, you can play it on your Switch? <laughs> Someday when it comes to Switch, yes, I'll play it then. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay, gentlemen, want to get into the topic? Uh, yeah. Best co-op experiences. Okay, Zach, I think you already kicked us off the Borderlands. But which the Borderlands? There are so many borders on these lands. I mean, it's something that, you know, if you if you dropped into any point in time uh, where a Borderlands game had been released... When was the first one? You're gonna 2010? Have... Oh, gosh, actually. I don't know. Let's find out. Borderlands video game series... 
Let's see. There is a Wikipedia link somewhere 20, in this mess. No, 2009. I was so close. I was so close. Yep. Yep, there it is. Well, end, end of 2009. You were super close. So, yeah, and then New Tales from the Borderlands was an expansion, I think, on Borderlands 3. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, any at any point in time, if you're interested in a looter shooter that does, you know, prominently feature co-op, Borderlands has been a solid choice. It's, I guess when it was first released, its sort of novelty was the art. It's always been really well done, cel-shaded video game. Oh, and it had that Cage the uh, Elephant opening song. Oh. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack's great throughout the series as well. The The characters are hilarious. Like, it, it's, very, it's very, very fun. It does a really good job of taking itself only as seriously as it absolutely needs to and throwing everything else <laughs> <laughs> out the window. So, you know, it's it's lighthearted. It's, it, it can be challenging, which, you know, like I said, it as a co-op experience, it is solid it's, uh, for stuff like that. It's so, so funny. Yeah. It's so funny that you bring up Borderlands because this is the first person shooter version of Diablo. Uh, it, it's cooperative. It's yeah, killing tons of mobs. It is absolutely a loot grind. Uh, it even has a character named Lilith. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Like they're 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 they scratch a really similar itch. You know, first person shooter versus top down is really the primary difference. Like the art style, I guess. Uh, <laughs> really, just the tone of the setting. But like the core loop there is very very similar, and it's a very successful series and franchise, just like Diablo is. So there's there's no shame in Taking inspiration, we'll say, generously from a great formula. So, yeah. So I played Borderlands 1, and then I really did not do anything in the rest of the series. I bought and played some Borderlands 2. Borderlands 1 was the only really cooperative experience I played in this. Uh, Ruli, you get the final word on Borderlands. What's your experience with it? I played one. It was fun. And then I I guess it's the off shot, but I did get the Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and I did play that on the Steam Deck. It's fun. That's the fantasy oh, that's version, right? Like the kind of the D&D fantasy version of it? Yeah. I mean, it kind of is, but I mean, it's still guns. shoot a bunch of things all the time. Yeah. <laughs> fantasy mm-hmm. guns. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It really looks fun. I bought it, but I haven't had a chance to actually play it because other things have taken my attention. Does it run on deck? Yeah. Hey, nothing. Yeah. That's, that's how I played it. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Uh, let's move us along. Ruli, do you got one? So... Give give me boundaries, cause like, are we talking about video games? Or are we talking like how how broad can I go with this? Cause cause I can, can I say hockey? Like what 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 is because hockey is a co op <laughs> game, right? Like, uh, you, like leave, what is... you leave Canada out of this. Sir. <laughs> so I I think co op implies a PVE experience primarily. Uh, team games like you could say Counter Strike is a co op game. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so long as we're in the video game You're playing game through realm. a story. Yeah. Or, you know, playing in the same sandbox, but you're playing against, you know, your your AI challengers or your story or whatever. You're playing against the game, not each other. Technically, okay, Final Fantasy VI had uh, uh, p- uh, co-op because you could have two players play uh, the characters in battle. Just saying. No one knows that. Really, pick a fucking yeah. game. <laughs> Well, no, because I, I, you know me, I want to try to pick all the off shots, and I was like, okay, NBA Jam on the SNES, technically you can play the computer, and that was always fun in the arcades and stuff. No, 
That does not count. No. <sighs> Darn oh, it. Oh, Time Crisis. Time Crisis. That is a fantastic co-op That is a co-op game. Yeah. Too bad but it's Raul's also- turn. He didn't pick that. <laughs> you could also friendly fire yourself. So are, are, is it really <laughs> against God. the environment or not? Is that PvP by accident? Oh, well, then, well, then I can, I'll, I'll just piggyback off that. You, I could go with Area 51 or Carnival Jesus or all those fun Christ. shooters. Thank yeah, you, Zach. No. You are my savior, all, Zach. <laughs> all, all, all the arcade like co-op games, and yeah, like the the Ninja Turtles games or the uh, you know the fight. Ooh, the, the X-Men one. Fighters. I think everyone loved the X-Men game. Oh, the X-Men one was great. Mayor that was is your spirit bureaucrat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that's they were designed for that, right? Like literally designed for that. Uh, that was their their primary reason for being was a co-op experience and yeah you were sitting at the physical terminal and pumping in quarters as fast as you possibly could because nobody was good so, at those games so so then i actually think the tmnt but, games would be a great answer to this question in that well, actually actually okay between between the, the top three because these would be my, my top three x-men simpsons or turtles which one is the best oh, turtles has a Ooh. whole series everyone loves the Simpsons games. I think the X Men games are cool, but I think I think TMNT is the winner because there's so many of those that are great. The original arcade one, even the NES port of that was pretty damn good. The uh, Turtles there, in Time, the latest one, Shredder's Revenge. TMT. Bro. I think there's even a new one that like was in the Chuck E. Cheese that I took my daughter to and I played that. I, I stole her unlimited card. I'm like, I'm gonna go play some Ninja Turtle games. Whoops. I will see you in a bit. Chuck E. Cheese renamed themselves during the pandemic to deliver Italian food. What was that called? I have no idea. Chuck's Pizzeria or some shit. It's still Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think I gotta agree with Tom, though. Like, the Turtles games were really, really good. I personally prefer any of the light gun games. So, like, Area 51, uh, Time Crisis, those kind of things. Two shooters in a row. Those were always... Those were all my jams. But, uh, I mean, that's just me. But, like, for straight-up, like, co-op, I think the the turtles games really outshone most of the others like i i I mean i had fun with uh area 51 and time crisis and i enjoyed those games but i could enjoy those on my own whenever i was playing one of the turtles games i wanted it to be with somebody and it didn't matter if it was somebody that i knew at that point right like that was just way more fun with another person anybody so I, i i think it wins on that yeah that's a good one Okay, Thank well, you uh, for the assist. Gentlemen, I have a whole <laughs> I got fucking you. bunch of these. So I don't know how many laps we're going to be able to do, so I'll probably get some extras in at the end here. But I'm going to start with, I'm going to go super fucking old school. I'm going to say Age of Empires 2. Because Age of Empires 2 not only had a campaign, it not only had a versus mode, but in that versus mode, that multiplayer mode, you could set people to be on the same teams. So you could have giant mm. armies fighting each other together. Age of Empires 2 is amazing. I know they have an HD version of it on Steam, but I can't play it on deck because no controller support. But back in high school, so before I met you guys, we would have gigantic Age of Empires 2 land parties, and they would last, we put on the extra large map, make it where you had to kill every single unit, and it would last, like, you know, 10 hours plus. Like, you could actually save the multiplayer game, so we'd all save, we'd go to lunch, and then we'd come back, because we had to fucking eat in the middle of it. Uh, it was great, and if you, if it, it probably won't surprise you to know that Matt was a persistent bastard, he would just hide <laughs> one-off peons in the back of the map so we could never actually exterminate that bastard, he's like a termite. <laughs> but yeah, a- AoE2, uh, yeah. uh, is a really good one. You guys have any experiences with AoE2? Um, I mean, yes. Gold, please? That's a... Yeah. Food, please. Gold, gold please. More start, work. start the game already! 
You played two hours to die like this? <laughs> All hail, king of the losers! I Guys, I can go on. Yeah, no, classic. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those RTS games in that era, I don't know if it was AoE 2 that really started it, or if they took it from somebody and popularized it. But yeah, that, that sort of like team-based play experience where, yeah, you could definitely all just play against the AI uh, I, was I present in a bunch of games around that same time. Command & Conquer, Red Alert, uh, did a lot of the same stuff. Yep, they, they were uh, certainly too, not the did. first one to do it, but I feel like, as, as my, you know, Roast Into Glasses recall, I do think they Rise have the nations. most options and customization for their multiplayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, and you totally reminded of it. We played the same way, <laughs> basically, with uh, Rise of Nations. Uh, Everyone loved Rise you know, of Nations same... more than me. I just never got into it. Well, it was basically AoE 2, just in a modern setting. So like, much that less was, fun. That was kind of it. I want Samurai well, yeah. taking out English longbowmen. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, you would you would upgrade your, your civilization through the ages in rise of nations and then that was kind of fun because you could like out tech it was sort of like a real-time uh civilization yeah that's not actually a good formula. way so yeah, yeah and civilization as well was kind of the same thing you could you know start up a civ game and ally with your buddy and just go against the world and it always ends why in you would ever proliferation <laughs> it definitely does nuclear gandhi is one of my favorite God. bugs that <laughs> turned into uh just meme <laughs> i love it so much all right, Ruli, uh, once again, you're, you're the quietest one here. Any, any uh, RTS multiplayer experiences, or do we move on? Uh, feel free to move on. And I have answers now, because I did like five seconds of research. You so asked ChatGPT, didn't you, son of a bitch? Sick. I'm golden. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode, dear listener, brought to you by OpenAI. Pay them $20. They'll fill out your podcast topic. <sighs> Zach, back to you. Gotta go with the classic, and in the same shooter genre, uh, Halo. Okay, that's, that's good. a good one. You are just obsessed yeah. with shooters, but that that is, yeah. Well, I've played a lot of them, uh, and yeah, no, Halo's one of the classic, like, console co-op experiences. Like, the original Halo introduced the co-op campaign, and they kept that going through the entire run of the that whole series, even up until the one that was just released, what, a year ago? Two years ago? Recently? in relative mm -hmm. terms. Um, and yeah, no, the co-op campaign is fantastic, partly because of the way the difficulty settings would scale with the group that you were working with. Um, wasn't great in the first one. It was it was pretty okay, but like Legendary in the first one was a challenge no matter what you did, uh, partly because it was super brutal. So, you know, the 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 loop of trying to beat that was satisfying and having somebody there for the ride to experience that victory with you super duper cool um the way that they carried it through the rest of the series and really made that like that was that was a core selling point for not just that series but also for the xbox because that was the flagship game for a long time for that whole console line so yeah as far as great co-op experiences go it's I mean, yeah. I guess it depends on how you measure it, but there's a lot to be said for being basically the reason that people bought Xboxes. It it did really do for Xbox what GoldenEye did for N64. Is that you think that's apt? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. 
100 it, it was it was the game yep 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 it also got uh jocks into land parties or it's so amazing we got we got eight people playing a shooter my friends and i are like i've been doing this in counter strike <laughs> yeah. for fucking years you called us nerds it's funny it's funny nerds yeah now system link was wild <laughs> uh those were those were days uh cool ruley over to you all right so i'm i'm gonna not go with the easy answer with a couple of valve valve shooters i'll save those for zach um i've got <laughs> another one that may not fit the mold but um have any of you played uh keep talking and nobody explodes does that count oh yeah wait i feel like i've played one round of this yeah there's there's different versions of it i think there might be some other ones but, but, but basically it's just like one person has the bomb and everyone else has to basically help tell them the steps that they need to take to decode it or sorry, disarm yeah. it. Um, it's real hard. Oh, if I you've did never it. played it with folks that don't really like, like if you've got a group of people that play board games and stuff like that every now and then the learning curve there is not as steep. If you play it with people that don't play board games, Oh my goodness, this game is impossible to win. Um, <laughs> but it's fun, right? I mean, the, if the, the whole point is just to kind of, you know, communicate to folks and work as a team to solve the goal of not dying i, I think that's a good game so I, I played this with trey and steph and uh as zach will not be shocked steph has an amazing memory like she she never forgets fucking anything <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that one time i didn't cut the right wire that one time zach said one wrong thing 15 years ago <laughs> yeah now that sounds right you know they have a vr version of that that's what we played we played the vr version you played the VR version. Yep. Okay, yeah. No, I, I must have missed that part, my bad. But yeah, no, I I, I think that's got to be the best expression of that game. Is it, like that, That's something that was just made for VR. It was truly fantastic. Sure. It's not worth buying a $700 VR rig to do, but if you have <laughs> one, it is truly fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, good answer. I don't, I don't have anything to add. Uh, moving on. And that did not come from ChatGPT. Okay, so ha. that's that's one point really you're on the board with one (laughs) point all right uh so i'm moving on to a over the shoulder third person shooter is kind of the right word orcs must die specifically orcs must die two orcs must die one fantastically fun this was back in the era in the early teens where a company would release a game and then just a year or two later they released the sequel which had more content and co-op right and so mm-hmm. works must die 2 had the co-op mechanic it had even more content oh my god uh cat and i put so much fucking time into that game we i don't even know every every achievement every map it was fucking fantastic uh game have you guys played any of the orcs must die games I, I remember you I talking them up. Two. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, no, very, very little. Um, I got into it, I think, a little bit late, and yeah, that's my own fault. But so here's the thing: they're they're yeah. dirt cheap these days. It's the original mm-hmm. two games have a very cartoony art style, so they've aged incredibly well. So there's really nothing stopping you from going back and playing. Orcs Must Die Two is the superior product. It's Orcs Must Die One and more. Um, there's really no reason to not give it a shot if you even remotely interested. It is extremely fun. You know, the maps don't last that long and get that bite-sized feeling. And I hate I hate to say it, Orc Must Die 3 was not that great. Um, it just, it mm. definitely smacked of a game of like, hey, we have like a less budget. And so we had to cut corners in different places. Like everyone has the same dancing animations, for example. It doesn't feel like they added a lot of new enemies. They added this one conquest mode that wasn't that different or engaging. 
So I think Orcs Must Die 2 is just the uh, the pinnacle of the series. Um, the company has some struggles because in between they tried to make this like online MOBA thing called Orcs Must Die Unchained, which just unfortunately failed miserably. Um, so yeah, dude, or- Orcs Must Die 2 is great. Uh, I forget the name of the company, something with a robot. But um, yeah, it's a good series, but Orcs Must Die 2 is just cherry. Uh, highly recommend. <laughs> can, right I, can I uh, piggyback on yours, but not this, have this not be my answer? Um, no, double negative? Fine. I'll wait. Not, not no? Not no? Yes. Because oh. <laughs> um, you may rem- rem- uh, remember of Magicka. You, re- you guys remember that one? Oh, Rez, yeah. please. Rez. Rez. God, Matt was so obnoxious about that. <laughs> <laughs> Rez, Rez, Rez. <laughs> it was hilarious. I, oh, I honestly that was described that game. as Vim the game, but it was fun <laughs> Vim the game. Like, I enjoyed it. It was, it was yeah. fine. No, no, it was it was a typing simulator. Like, I mean, that was the whole point. It was it was a trainer for how to operate your keyboard. Uh oh, man, no, that was super super fun. I, that was fun yeah. for one land party, and then it immediately outstayed its welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's funny seeing like the this the Steam count on that. Like, I I know seventeen people with this game. So the orcs must die. There was only like nine. So magic a little uh, a little bit more popular. That's because I think it was cheap. It was like four. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that was like definitely like two bucks or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, great for one well, land party. One of the few times I had a hard time falling asleep at the land party, even with earplugs in, because everyone's just screaming so loud. Rez, Rez. <laughs> uh, well, they they made a second one. I don't know if they made a third one. I don't but know. The second one was not as good. Yeah, that sort of sucked the air out of it. F- flash in the pan. Like I don't know how you'd make like a Vampire Survivors two kind of thing, but. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean the tagline was great. Learn to spell again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just uh it is fun. It is it was a really fun concept for sure. Novelty factor was very high. Magicka two, um, the Emacs Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zach, back to you. Um all right, so I mean, really you're not wrong to leave open Do a bunch it. of the Valve games. <laughs> Do it. I could mention things like Left 4 Dead. Yes. But uh, the one that I think I'm going to go with is uh, Artemis Spaceship Bridge Simulator. What the fuck? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was going to get Tom. I'm so pissed at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> was that on your list, Tom? Artemis Bridge Simulator? No, but the other one might be. <laughs> man so uh, did you guys did i ever play that with you guys i i have never played no. it i've heard so many people talk about it but i've never played oh, it man well i mean honestly like we could give it a shot sometime it's maybe artemis in particular is probably best played in person because its whole design is centered around having people in a room with multiple terminals open all performing their particular duties on the bridge of a simulated starship. And one of those terminals is a main view screen that you're meant to like project for everybody. Uh, it's not exactly designed to be played over the internet, although I guess you technically could. Uh, but it, there are other options now, which is wild. So Artemis was really the first thing that tried this formula of having people like, you know, have basically basically be playing entirely different games cooperatively to simulate the bridge of a starship 
Uh, others have shown up. I think there's one that's like Nova or something. I don't remember. Well, I played a board game uh, version of this, like Space Cadets or some such. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and there's even one that I think is uh, themed for Starfleet Academy, which is hilarious because that's yeah, kind of the full inspiration. The VR right? Star Trek Bridge Simulator, <laughs> which we yeah, also yeah, never yeah. played. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, those cooperative operate a giant vehicle games, I feel like really started with Artemis. And I'm going to say that without any sort of like research or anything to back that <laughs> statement up really no not really i can't back that up right idiot yes you know there have been other scents there's one for operating a submarine i know that i can't remember the name of maybe it's silent hunter and i'm sure there are there are others but well there's definitely others uh i think does deep rock galactic do that i can't remember this, I'm, at anyway. their, I'm at their website. This is a bad website. This oh, was yeah, made no, it's in the 2000s. It is an ancient game. Uh, and that's part of why I'm like reasonably sure that this was one of the first ones to do it. Release date um, on Steam is only 2013. Oh, yeah. No, it, it didn't come to Steam for a long, long time. Uh, for a while, you could get it through Mediafire. You mean a decade ago? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, their their opening little trailer video on Steam is a bunch of people like LARPing in a room together with a smoke machine. Oh, this is great! Yeah, yeah. now it's a fantastic like party game. Uh, I mean, you have to have people that are interested in the simulation aspect of it at least a little bit, because if everybody's just doing their own thing, then it gets it gets weird quick. Oh, again, um, again with the Klingons, raise the shields. Yeah. <laughs> so you know i i think that that if the metric is uniqueness for a co-op experience i think that one is is pretty high up on my list of unique co-op experiences that's pretty good um you definitely need a crew of people that are interested in doing that um I just... it's much less something that you can just like have a group sort of pick up and play with and try i uh, i just did an but... escape room earlier this week as a team event and i feel like this would actually be awesome i would totally love to go do this as like a team event with preloaded stuff maybe even one of the modern vr versions oh that'd be so much goddamn fun yeah well and like that they have it for ios and android now so you can like play on tablets or ipads or phones um you don't need a ton of equipment you do need everybody to kind of have their own screen and one like main view screen, but other wait, than that, like wait, 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 does it run on deck? <laughs> probably. I mean, yes! it's yes! yeah, it's, it's the the game itself is basically nothing. Like the whole thing is just peer to peer connected. It's best played over a LAN, but other than that, like yeah. Okay, so Actually, I'm not sure if there is a way to play it over the internet. I haven't touched it in so long. I have no idea. I always played it over a, a, on a, on a on a land. So, oh. Okay, so uh, gentlemen, moving on. Um, I I technically have four left, and we're not going to go through all four. So one of them is going to become an honorable mention. Two of them are Valve shooters. I'm going to pick my preferred one, and the the one of you guys can burn your spot on the other. Left for <laughs> Dead. Of course, I'm going to do Left for Dead. Of course, you are. Uh, specifically, Left for Dead Two. But I mean, I put so much time with all of you into Left 4 Dead mm -hmm. 1 and 2. My my Steam little avatar icon to this day 
was a screenshot of the achievement, What Are You Trying to Prove?, where you beat all campaigns on expert difficulty realism. Jesus, we spent so much time playing this game. Uh, <laughs> still probably my favorite single moment of all time was we were coming out of the church bell tower at one point. You had to clear out the zombies beneath you to run down. And so we're all just talking on, on mic, on chat, and I just have the sniper rifle, and I'm like, oh, zombie, 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 Greg, zombie. Oh, God. And I had shot Greg, just like in this mundane like muscle memory. I just shot him, and I said it out loud before I realized it. Like It was not a bit. I actually did that. It's still one of my favorite. <laughs> zombie, zombie, Greg, zombie. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Greg, he deserved it. Oh, <laughs> uh, he shouldn't have been standing there. Right? I was clearing out zombies. Why was he in the field of the zombies? Yeah, seriously. Oh, Greg, man. you're running way too far ahead of the group there, man. Should have known better than to be downrange of Tom with a sniper <laughs> rifle. Ruli, how can you be silent? You played so much of this with us. Did he disconnect? Ah, sorry, I was muted because I was coughing. So um, rich. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I played it. I mean, I can't add any of this. I was horrible at it. I know you had to res me a bunch of times, but I mean, I hug in there. It's a, it's a fun game. It was awesome. I, <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it. Really, you were by far the worst of us, but we loved you, buddy. And I'm fine. I'm fine We with gave that. you a shotgun and said, the horde is coming. Go to town, bro. Yeah, that's that's what I'm there for. Just I, 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 I play to be silly. I Give me a chainsaw or a frying pan, and I will go just dive into the horde and hit them upside the head and then die Truly. but oh, i had fun oh man the, the chainsaw though, it ran out of fuel so, so i didn't even like it the deagle was the best fucking secondary weapon holy shit <laughs> oh yeah the penetration you got from that oh dear god super yeah. satisfying oh so good yeah i poor turtle rock studios uh evolved didn't go well for them i did try playing their most recent game back for blood did not do as well for them there's just something about the the simplicity and grindhouse theater inspiration, literally, of the Left 4 Dead games that just worked. Trying to put in progression systems inside of Back for Blood just was so ineffective to me. It just took away from the fun for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, Left 4 Dead is fantastic. Yeah, and it hit, like, at the right time, especially for us, right? Like, this was something that came out... Right uh, after college. Around. Yeah, right after yeah. college. So, like, it was a way that we could, you know, still do the land thing without needing to all be in the same room as we're, you know, spanning the country and doing all that fun stuff. I, but, think, like, I think this was the first, first person shooter I did more of on internet than in person with a land. I think this was the one that changed that for me. Because up until then, we had college, yeah. we had land parties. I think this was the first one that I did the vast majority of on the internet. Yeah, no, and and me too. I mean, we still did have land parties, but like, oh yeah, yeah, it, it was a it was a very fun experience, and it was very um, I'm gonna say this almost unironically, it was a pure experience, right? Because it was literally just you and your friends in Zombie Land, mm -hmm. and and nothing else around it. Like there were no weird progression systems. There was no like digital store. There was skins, microtransactions, except, ladders. Yeah. There, there was nothing between you and the core loop of the game. Yep. And that no, no was... No seizing pass for, for <laughs> zombies? <laughs> right. No seizing pass. And, like, you know, I, I, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with a lot of that stuff uh, in context, but in Left 4 Dead, in that particular style of game, it, it doesn't add anything. Agreed. And when you try and shoehorn it in, it just doesn't really work. 
So the, the one last thing I have to say about Left 4 Dead is just that I remember it was a very big controversy when Left 4 Dead 2 came out. People said, oh, it's the same game, and they're asking me to pay for it again. Uh, and I kind of alluded to that a moment ago with, with Orcs Must Die 2. And I just had no problem with it. It was like, guys, it's it's doubling the content. It's adding new mechanics like melee weapons. Uh, it eventually patched in all of the previous content. Mm. I was totally fine with it. Did you guys have any problem with that back in the day? No. No. I was shooting yeah. zombies in the face. What's what's there to complain about? Exactly. <laughs> no, no, and like I'm glad that you mentioned that because like it's a lot of the same. You can call it criticism. It's it's hard to say that Tears of the Kingdom is getting much criticism. Everybody seems to universally love it, but it's the it's same a Zelda thing, game, right? Like, yeah. Well, it's it's well, a Zelda game, but it's it's Breath of the Wild, and then some, and it's priced at full price, but people call it detractors call it a an expansion pack and they're not wrong like it definitely is it's, but it's, so fucking what <laughs> from what from what i've seen it's basically the 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 banjo kazooie expansion pack for zelda oh yeah <laughs> oh nuts yeah, yeah, yeah. and bolts it's, jokes <laughs> i'm glad you got that because i was kind of worried um <laughs> But yeah, but no, but it's kind of funny you put it that way because it just like really you you could you know consider Left 4 Dead 2 an expansion pack or another season pass, but it was it was so good that I wasn't going to complain. Just give, give me more zombies, please. Plus yeah. one. All right, sometimes gentlemen, is this, more the same is a good thing. Is this is this the final lap? Yeah, I'll throw my honorable mentions too. All right, so, really final um, lap with the honorable mentions. Go. I mean, just to make sure that that we're not considered that old, I'm going to do uh, Among Us. Fall Guys in Minecraft. Mm. I think those all count, right? Those yeah, no, those all count. All count. Well, mm, Among For Us sure. probably doesn't count. Everything else counts. You're trying to not all die in a spaceship. And one of you is fucking murdering the others. I don't see the PvE in that. Oh, fine, it's, fine. It's I'll asymmetric. And there right, are a few of those. I'll give you that. I think, yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, we didn't even talk about the, multi the, the, the multiplayer in Left 4 Dead. The, the other way around, yeah, which was loads of fun as well. Versus Bone. Mm -hmm. Um... But I'm going to go one that is near and dear to my heart. I haven't played it as much, but I don't think I've seen anything come close to just um, the feeling of having th three to four people do four different clones of their Mario, Peach, Toad, oh, and Luigi God. at the same time. And the sheer madness that happens at the same time where like five of your players are dying, but you still have three on the other side. Uh, Super, Super Mario 3D World. Oh my goodness. I, I still can't ever not stop keeping talking so highly of that game that it's just amazing. amazing i am so glad you said that because i thought you were going to say new super mario brothers the side scroller which to me was just too chaotic i'd never enjoyed the multiplayer in that but uh, nah. super mario 3d world fuck yeah bro love it it's amazing give me more of that pump it into my veins oh god it, that's just it's i thought it was a great <laughs> game i got to play it at e3 before it came out um i i loved super mario 3d land on the the 3ds i that was a fucking phenomenal game and then, oh my god, yeah, uh, and then if you played when they released it for uh, Super Mario 3D World Deluxe and they included Bowser's Fury, Bowser's Fury might be one of my, f it's it's high in the running for one of my favorite Mario games of all time, even though it's a small one. It's so fucking good, everything about that. It's, it's tight, shit. it's amazing, I oh, love it. Yeah, if that had multiplayer, that'd be even more badass. Zach, have you played any of the things we're talking about? I'm sure I've played some. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I heard Mario in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, what's, uh, we got the Mario cat suit from Super Mario 3D World, so all of, if nothing else, that was worth it. Perfect. Nice. That's a fucking good answer, dude. Good answer. All right, Zach, back to you. Honorable mentions and final lap. Uh, 
Okay, well, final lap, Valheim. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, there is... Nor Norse Minecraft? Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, um, it, it was another one of those that just kind of scratched an itch at the right time. Um, and, yeah, it's... It, it was very good. It's atmospheric. You can definitely play it alone, but it's way more fun if you've got yeah, a small group. You can have, I think, up to like 20 or 30 people on a given server, but Did... if you've got three or four, that's that's perfect. That's a party, and you know you can you can build in the world. You can create your your base or whatever. You can go after resources and do all the you know typical Minecraft things. But then you've got the the bosses that advance your progress through the world and the biomes and since it's largely procedurally generated you know you've got a whole wide open map that nobody else has ever seen that really just nailed the uh the vibe <laughs> it nailed the exploration of the the game the the exploration part of that game loop if, if um, i remember did that did, did that game hit like almost right at or before covid uh i, I think, think it, it was before i think it was 2020 Okay. No, I'm wrong. It might I remember be that was that was but... like one of those like gathering around people games for a while. Yeah, let's see. Oh no, yeah, February 2021 was when Valheim came out. Oh, there you go. So this was well, wait, was that just in early access or was that launch? I, you know, it's maybe Doesn't still matter. in early Doesn't access. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're perpetually <laughs> in early access. Like it's 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 been one of those early access success stories. There are several. I'm sure, but um, it's the one yeah, that I can think of. It's still an early yeah. access game on Steam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> February uh, 2nd, it, 2021, early access. Okay. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, um, you know, they're, they're very upfront with, hey, this is a thing, and they're adding content. But by and large, the game itself hasn't changed since it was first <laughs> released on early access. You know, they've given you more biomes, more bosses, more things that you can build with. And they've, uh, I guess, been fleshing it out through this whole process. The early access title really just gives them the cover to say, yeah, anything that's really truly broken, sorry, we're a team of, like, five people, <laughs> I guess. Which so, is badass, yeah, no, by it's, the way. It's good. Oh, totally. Absolutely badasses! Yeah, I don't know how big that studio is. I assume that it's around five people maybe 10 maybe 20 but yeah no it, it's it's a good game and it's it's wonderful co-op i think the the whole the whole vibe of it just hit right when it was released it was like yeah it was 2021 uh so deep covid yeah and uh it, it was a cool place to just be like yeah the world is bleak and hey here's a bleak game that you can just go explore that's not yours <laughs> but at least you it, it's not your world together right you try and step yeah. played a bunch of that i don't know who else you played with but yeah well and like <laughs> the whole the whole premise is that you're a dead viking you're a <laughs> dead viking trying to get to valhalla and you got to prove yourself in valheim before you can you know ascend i guess yeah, no, it's like, hey, you're already dead, so Prove how much worse could it get? yourself to God. Here, make a little house <laughs> yeah. and uh, put a coffee table. Yeah, maybe say hey, something on yeah. fire, so it's great. <laughs> yep, that was wild. Oh, and the sailing mechanics were great. Like, that was super fun. You have to actually tack your little sailboat back and forth against the wind. I didn't even know they had sailing today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a super important part of the game. Um, it's very fun. Anyway. Cool. 
All right, so my uh, my honorable mention before I get to my final answer is Secret of Mana. That game, I, you know, in, in honesty, it's not a great game. It's okay. The mechanics are really simple. The story's really simple. But the concept of having a three-player, like, 16-bit hack-and-slash game was so amazing when that came out. It was just so much fun. Um, I have super fond memories of, of Secret of Mana, my brother and I playing it. Yeah, it's the honorable mention. Again, it's not even that great, but it's definitely the honorable mention. Nice. No one played it. All right, fine. Did not, did not play it. My, my, moving on. Uh, notice I'm not going to mention Portal 2 because I already said a Valve one and you guys didn't want to say the other, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, honestly, the, the game that sparked me creating this list was It Takes Two. Have you both played It Takes Two? Is the, no, is that unfortunately. The, um, no, the, that, that's not the iOS game, is it? No. No. Okay. This is a console game, and it's now out on, I think, every single console. And it's a co-op experience where it's like an action platformer, but it's, it's asymmetric. You must have two people to play it. You cannot play it one player. Because, you know, you have puzzles where, like, for example, there's one level where one character gets a hammer and one character gets a nail gun. And so you have to have the guy with the nail gun shooting the nails so the other person can jump with the hammer, uh, like, across a chasm as they swing from thing to thing. It's... It's asymmetric. Every level is a whole new set of, of mechanics, right? Again, like I told you, the, the nail gun, one of them is um, like a huge ice skating level. One of them is actually, it turns into like a top-down D&D type game. There's a section that's almost like a fighting game. Like it's, it is the most unique and creative. It, it's an extremely unique and creative platformer in and of itself. And then you put in the asymmetric co-op that is just gorgeous and beautiful throughout the whole thing. Uh, and it has a really sad narrative, guys. Really sad narrative. Um, it is unfucking believably fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. Play it any way that you can. Find someone to play it with. I know that's probably uh, the harder part, but like, it is so fucking worth it. I dig okay. it. I dig it. Now, I haven't touched it personally, but everybody that I know that has, has nothing but good things to say about it, just like you do. So, I mean, that's, that's a really strong endorsement. Of the game itself, it's the number one thing on here. I can't think of anybody that's like unsatisfied. um, What is the experience level required on this? Is just like, is this something I could believe? Like, Claudia, I know you haven't touched the controller in five years. Let's play this game together. Or is it kind of? Is it a little tough? Like, see, at least a little bit more seasoned gamer. It's it's a little bit tough, Claudia. Maybe. I mean, there's no way you know your kids are old enough yet, Claudia. Maybe. It's not. Unfortunately, it's not a particularly easy game. Yeah, but it's also not super hard. It's not Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze kind of hard. Gotcha. But um, yeah, it's not the easiest. Hey, we didn't mention that one. That was a good one. Tropical Freeze. Did that have multiplayer? <laughs> didn't have multiplayer, did it? No. Couldn't can you play all the Donkey Kong games well, two player? I think they had multiplayer mm. where like you could do like hand the controller back and forth. Like the original Donkey Kong, you each played a different like version of Donkey Kong, and so you were kind of racing through the levels. Frankly, it was kind of stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I don't want to do it off track. So no, it's fine. So yeah, it takes two. Um, look, I may have put infinitely more hours into Left 4 Dead or Orcs Must Die or Age of Empires, but it, it takes two is a phenomenally unique and amazing borderline magical co-op experience. I really do highly recommend it. So, all right, uh, gentlemen, we already did the sponsor, so fuck that shit. Let's get to the news. Good news, everyone. Great news, everyone. Bad news, everyone. Uh oh, I don't like the sound of that. You are. Did, did anyone bring? Yeah. Did anyone bring news? So Starfield comes out in September. 
It's the Wait. only thing I care about right now. Starfield. Not Star Citizen. Starfield. Starfield. Uh, which, the oh Bethesda God. one. Which company made this? I should know this. Is this Bethesda? Yeah. yeah okay, Bethesda. Yeah. No, it's the, it's the one they're doing before the Elder Scrolls Six. Okay. And that's <laughs> I just it. have nothing to add. Like, I, I, yeah, no, um... There's a uh, there's a fair amount of hype around it. I think everybody's sort of tempered that with, oh, it's Bethesda, but um, you know they're they're building it with the new version of the creation kit engine that they used for like Fallout and uh, Skyrim. <coughs> That's you know been it, it was ancient when they built Skyrim. Uh, so this is their their debut with a new game engine, uh, which is exciting on the face of it. But so far, everything that people have seen, everything that has been uh, revealed and talked about and like theory-crafted around what's going on here uh, is trending in a really positive direction. So people are, I would say, cautiously optimistic about the, the quality of what we're going to get with Starfield. And I'm excited about it personally because I like the idea of the setting, uh, you know, sort of a futuristic... <laughs> a futuristic RPG with uh, Bethesda's like Skyrim and Fallout background. That's that's not a that's not a bad concept. So we'll see. But I'm very excited about that. That's going to be my uh, I think most anticipated release this year. Wow, more than Zelda or Diablo. I'm uh, I'm impressed, bro. Yeah. Now I it I had Tears of the Kingdom on my calendar. And um, I ended up going camping the weekend that it actually released, so I didn't get to play too much when it released. You bring the Switch uh, on the camping trip, it's fucking portable, Zach. It's portable. Well, you know what else is portable? Well, Your fucking deck, Zach. <laughs> well, I did, and I did play a little bit, but I was also, you know, camping and doing other things. Um, But, like, I, I didn't realize that it was releasing that weekend until, like, thursday or wednesday or at some point in the same week so to be fair nintendo yeah, only announced it snuck up on six me a months bit. in advance i know it's and it still snuck up on me a little bit <laughs> anyway uh well cool really the only other i have the news headline of sony had like their summer games event or whatever and i got a couple of things to talk about in that do you got any headlines how um bleak and serious can i have my news be oh you get <laughs> You get one. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I love this one. No, let's talk about this one. Kills operator in a, sim a simulation. No, this one's great. Oh, dear God. So... You talk about this. I'm going to go <laughs> curl up in a ball in the corner and cry. So I guess the first thing is, like, it's a simulation. Like, a lot of people have been asking questions of, like, well, what does this mean? So at a high level, they were basically saying that, like, the Air Force had this simulator that the whole point was to, you know, shoot down missiles, and, you know, kill kill targets. Basically, it's a simple video game stuff. And then it started to turn and shoot its own control towers and basically turn on its its itself because the, the I guess the going theory right now is just like if your feedback loop for the AI is do these things to get points, but if the human controller can turn you off and do things so you don't get points, well, obviously, you're going to get rid of the things that stop you from getting points, i.e. make it where they can't, you know, pull the kill switch on you. So, oh, yeah. 
pretty fascinating stuff. But again, it's just like the fact that it's like it's all simulation type things. You know, it's the holes that you could have within your system of that are 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 interesting. But the fact that it did that, um, also interesting. Uh, yeah. I forgot the phrase that they had for that. Zach, you talk, and then I'll see if I can find the phrase for that that loopy thing that I, they were calling it. Sure. So yeah, no. Um, I, I saw this. Philip DeFranco did a little bit about <laughs> this story, and it was very entertaining. But yeah, no. Basically, uh, they were running the simulation where they had an AI that was given control of functionally a drone and told to go kill targets, and it got points for killing targets. And sometimes the human operator would say, "Yes, definitely kill that target," and sometimes the human operator would say, "No, don't kill that tag that target." So the AI in control of that drone would say, "Uh, no, fuck you. You're you're gonna die. <laughs> you can't you can't tell me not to you're kill blocking, that target." You're blocking my points. That's my, so, that's my prime directive to kill that's, targets. That's the prime directive. <laughs> Get points by killing the targets. So they uh, retrained the AI so that it could not kill the operator. Instead, it started targeting the uh, control towers that were sending its signals, so the operator couldn't tell it not to kill the target. Which is just fucking brilliant. And uh, I forget the phrase that he used specifically, but like, what cool and not at all terrifying technology we're developing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that time you were playing The Sims and uh, I went for a swim and you got rid of the ladder and I drowned? Yeah. Revenge, <laughs> yeah. bitch. Revenge. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's very... It's very... It, it's funny... Now, I hope that it stays funny for a good long time before it gets real serious. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we can we talk about video games now? It was a video game. It was Tom. basically it was a, a video, video game. game. Yeah. <laughs> but but again, I think I think that's also some of the stuff that kind of like makes it. It's it's funny slash like the realistic side of this, right? Because it's just like, let's once you start factoring things like fuel and payloads and ammunition, it's like, it's not going to like be the end of the world. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to be that crazy. So probably it's going to, it's going to shoot down one control tower in like Arizona and that's it. So we'll be mm-hmm. fine. I mean, the nice thing, the nice thing, you want to put it that way. <laughs> uh, you know, all, all of the, uh, militarized ai goes uh crazy stories and movies uh start with putting the ai in the actual vehicle and they're like yeah we've got this this ai system that's it's going to be great and it totally won't go crazy and decide to kill us all uh at the very least this is all just a simulation and hopefully it'll stay that way for a good long time now video games question now video games so would you like to play a game <laughs> the only way to win is not to pay to play or to play and to pay look i don't know i was trying to make a joke i'm failing <laughs> don't worry if you buy the expansion pack the ai won't shoot you it's gonna be okay <laughs> that's in the battle pass <laughs> that's a really good pun i'll God give you that it. one that's Fuck. an amazing one that's so good <laughs> Gold star on that one. <laughs> Unintentional. Gold star. Uh, five star gold general? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, back. Dave. You haven't unlocked that yet. <laughs> <laughs>
okay, so Sony recently had a, I, I don't know what they call it, Summer Games State of Play, I forget the fuck the name is, and they announced a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, only one in particular I want to talk about, but they, they announced a whole bunch of, of new games. There's a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, uh, the new Spider-Man game finally had some gameplay footage. Uh, they, they, they announced a bunch of stuff. But the thing that is particularly intriguing is they announced Project Q. Gentlemen, have you heard of this? And no, it's not a conspiracy thing. <laughs> I know, really. I fucking know. I know. I'm Worst biting name my ever. tongue. I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Project Q is Sony is making a handheld, but that's not what you think. This thing is solely, it is basically a little tablet screen with like, you know, DualShock controllers glued onto the side. Uh, kind of Switch-esque, but looks way bigger and, frankly, more comfortable for your hands. But the whole point of this is that it's a local Wi-Fi-only remote play device for your PS5. So what, like an, an NVIDIA Shield? No, yeah. it's basically a Wii U <laughs> tablet. Oh. Because it's, oh, it's network only. It's not. It, oh, yeah. it doesn't run anything oh, on, on its system. It streams only from your local PlayStation. It's fucking Wild. weird. Okay. Yeah, no, that is weird. Like, who was asking for that, right? So, yeah, there, there's not a lot of detail about it yet. They don't have a release date. They don't have a uh, a price point. But everyone was <laughs> just like, you made what? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, literally, it, the, the best description is a Wii U tablet. That That is the best description for it. it. So if this was, if I had a PlayStation 5, which I do not, and this thing was like a hundred bucks, I'd probably pick it up so you could play in bed or around the house or something. But like, assuming this is more than a hundred dollars, assuming it only works on your Wi-Fi. Now, I do imagine that if you're a nerd and you could set up port forwarding, maybe, or a VPN tunnel, maybe, you could get this thing to run with high fucking latency off your network. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know who the audience is for this fucking thing. Well, I'm I'm wondering if it's like a Nintendo thing and they're trying to be iterative and see if there is a handheld market of sorts. Yeah, I mean, granted, it's a very limited handheld market where you can't take things outside into the world, but it's it's a start. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft's all about crossplay, so you can play all your shit on other consoles. Uh, so they have the mm-hmm. the Asus, um, what was the the recent Republic of Gamers handheld. They have that thing. Of course, there's the Steam Deck. So, like, Microsoft has Windows and has Game Pass and is pushing all these other means of playing games. Nintendo is is the Switch. Uh, Valve now has the Deck. So, yeah, Sony kind of doesn't have anything in the space, but this just seems like such a... I mean, really, I like the way you phrase it. Iterative. Okay. An experiment. Okay. I I usually would like that, but I just... Even as a person who fucking loves mobile gaming, like, I... I don't know, man. I just don't know about oh, this. No, one. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's a horrible idea, and I'm trying to help <laughs> him out. But I, I mean, is, isn't the running joke right now like you still like? Is it really hard to still even get a PlayStation Five? Like this, like all the manufacturing problems or something, or is, is that like old nah, and not, not a big deal anymore? Not anymore. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to shit on the idea too much because I I honestly think that something like that might need to start coming standard with uh with game consoles like the switch does it perfectly because it's all in one right but the best part about that setup is you don't have to monopolize your television and when you are talking about the demographics of people who play video games you're talking about a lot of people that have or are starting uh families or that are living with roommates at the very least if you want to take a bleak view um 
if you've got you know your one main screen and that's where your PS whatever is hooked up to, then the only times that you can really use it are uh, times when you know you can monopolize that device. If you can take what you're trying to play on that console and put it into your hands, like the Switch does, then that reduces a lot of household friction, I imagine, for a not small portion of the people that are you know, looking you can... to play video games in general. Well, but the thing is about the around the house argument, like, I know a lot of people, uh, Roll, yourself, Trey, like, have really liked the Switch because you had kids and you could play around the house. But I think a huge compelling part of the Switch, as certainly almost entirely for me, is that I can take it with me. I can play it on the airplane. I can have to sit in line at the fucking DMV, right? Like, this yeah. doesn't have that. So I feel like you just diminish not only that that subset, but even the the idea, right? Because I, I play my Switch 90% docked, my Steam Deck 90% docked. But that idea of portability, that 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 illusion of freedom sells me and you lose that entire psychological demographic yeah i mean for me like uh especially the the switch i will play it docked if i'm like home alone but as soon as callie's hanging out with me like if we're both sitting on the couch we're probably watching something and we're probably using the big screen and the small screens at the same time (laughs) <laughs> whether that's nice. like uh you know she she likes to have uh multiple things going on because she can split her attention pretty well i like to consume media kind of uh one at a time but if <laughs> she's watching a show that i don't particularly care about i can still sit on the couch and play on my switch you don't love the great Prince and, Bake Off? and be there um uh, i mean yeah <laughs> except for the uh, honestly the the mexican the the taco episode really i don't i don't want to talk about it I, I'm, um, just, I'm still hung up on you said you only play it when you're home alone i'm just thinking to myself this christmas zach was supposed <laughs> to go to new york city but he forgot to set an alarm now he's playing nintendo switch home alone yeah well i mean no, like yeah right. i cali travels for work or she'll go out and do something in an evening sometimes and yeah i'll, I'll dock the switch i've got the dock hooked up but you know, if we we really just have that one main screen in our house, um, and and we like to be in the same room together when we're doing things, so yeah, we can still do our our separate thing. I I will take the switch with me sometimes, like if we go on a trip somewhere. But ninety nine percent of the time, I'm not even going to use it because we're doing other things. Air- airplanes. So, I just, I love I love yeah. the deck and the switch on airplanes. That is just number one for me. Numero uno. Yeah, for whatever reason, I can't do it on an airplane. Oh like, man. Even, <laughs> even in first class, like for whatever reason, something about like sitting in that tube without being without having the option to do anything else. Oh, uh, darling, this first-class seat yeah. doesn't accommodate my Japanese <laughs> electronics. Oh, no, whatever <laughs> shall I do? Order some more wine. Yeah, I don't Bring know. It's like the, board. You've got, like, the stale air and people coming around offering you drinks and shit, and, like, oh, man, that sounds really terrible now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something about that environment is so distracting that I, I can't play a game. Um, and maybe that's... Uh, not maybe. That's definitely just on me. But, yeah. Look, it, it doesn't have Street Pass, so I'm not going to carry it with me. I mean, you're not wrong. 
All right, gentlemen, do you want to want to wrap up this evening with the trailer? Let's do it. Yes, desperately. Coming soon to a cinema near you. In a land that... No, in a land... In a time... Nah, I don't think so. In a land before time. Yep, yep, yep! All right, I just dropped something fun into QQ News. Gentlemen, there is a new Jackie Chan movie coming out. Uh, oh my I have God. not watched this yet. What? I want to find out whether or not I'm going to be excited. So, Ruli, tell dear listener what we're about to watch. Hidden Strike official trailer open paren 2023 close paren. You didn't say all caps hidden, all caps strike. <laughs> oh, I didn't scream. Camel case official, want, camel case trailer. I don't trailer. want to wake up the children. I, that's technically the screaming voice. <laughs> hidden Strike! <laughs> all right, are you guys ready? Yes. Three, two, one, play. Is this Mad Max? It does kind of look Mad Max-ish. Oh, it looks pretty bad, actually. <laughs> yeah. That, the that oil war. It's about to explode. Yeah. Why are they blowing oh, up the satellite? Oh, no. Slow. And put in the hole. God, I love Jackie Chan so much. Holy shit, this is Mad Max. Team of International Crimes. Yeah. The biggest oil heist in history. Dude, dude. I, I can't get past this bad CGI, I'm sorry. It, is, it, it does look like a bad... It, it looks like a cheaper version of Mad Max. But it's Mad Max with John Cena and Jackie Chan. I am officially fucking in. Full disclosure, there's a lot going on. I, I'm cool with the character aspect of it. I shoot you. Because the first time I see you, I wanted to shoot you. Allez, moi, c'est enfoiré! See? From the director of Need for Speed and The Expendables 4. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Need for Speed hasn't even come out yet, has it? Oh, I think it has. What movie am I thinking of? Eh, fuck it. Fast Dicks for Sin Furious 12. I'm okay. You okay? Get off me. Okay. <laughs> Like, honestly, I'm willing to forgive a lot because both John Cena and Jackie Chan are adorable. Yes. <laughs> like, they're just they're just wonderful celebrities, celebrity people. If this if this didn't have the two of them, I would be like, oh, my God, this looks like a, a fucking sci fi channel, Siffy channel made for TV 100%. movies. But it has the two of them. 100%. So I'm, uh, I'm remarkably down for this. I... Is this even going to theaters? You know, I don't even know, actually. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. I, I see too many ads on it that I didn't see at Olgian Theaters, so... Yeah, I don't know. I can't... I gotta, I'm gonna have to Google this. <laughs> at the top it. comment, I wouldn't mind going to a theater to watch this. Uh... Nope. As though, oh. as though that were maybe not the thing that was we're, definitely we're gonna, going to We're going to bring happen. him to fourteen to fifteen thumbs up. I'm going to give him a like. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like that too. That's good. <laughs> this doesn't uh, even have a wiki page, guys. <laughs> I'm not impressed. <laughs> this is, this is Jackie Chan and John Cena got drunk on soju in South Korea and said, "Hey, what if we made a Fast and the Furious movie? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it." 
It, yeah, it doesn't say anything <laughs> about being a streaming service, so it has to be theaters. <laughs> no, no, Tom. Oh it, it could God. probably go straight to DVD. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> just straight to DVD. Nothing else. Out now on VHS, wherever rentals are available. <laughs> Coming to your local. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go find a blockbuster for that. That's I'll pretty get the, good. The limited edition the laser disc. Put it next to my uh, vinyl. Isn't it? Oh Jesus! All right, that looks fun. Guys, we are so behind on QQ reviews. I've seen Mario. I've seen John Wick. I've seen D and D. I've seen the menu. I've seen what else? I watched RRR recently. Guys, are we ever gonna fucking do a QQ review again? No, never. <laughs> We've never seen the same things. I still need to see John Wick. I have it available to me now, so that'll be soon. But Ruli and I saw Mario. Why the fuck haven't you seen Mario? It's ninety minutes. You probably take shits longer than ninety minutes. <laughs> I mean, only because I'm ancient now. But yes, <laughs> Look, uh, dude, tomorrow morning, wait, get yourself some fucking prune juice. Hit the can with your phone and stream that shit. Yes, yeah, it's in streaming now. So, oh, is, is it? A, is it okay, on Disney. No, it's not. It's not no Disney. Idea. No. Uh, okay. Well, this says it's expected to be June twenty eighth when it's released to stream. Is it? Is it streaming anywhere? Is it actually? I don't know. Anywhere? I think it might oh, be like there it the, is. Released the, to video on demand in 16th of May. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Amazon and Apple TV for $25. Make it so. All right, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any and all opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends, family, co-hosts, or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. Zach Ruley, will we be back next week? As long as I get the kids in bed by time, yes. Sweet. Zach, will you have drank prune juice and watched Mario by next week? I mean, probably. All right. Maybe. Maybe a QQ review. Maybe. Uh, otherwise, we do. We need to have an extravaganza about AI. I wonder if that'd be something worth saving for episode 300. Um, I have a, a friend who might like to come on for that because he's doing a lot of work, work for that at, at work. Uh, I know we have a friend, uh, Matt, who's a fucking expert in the subject. So maybe maybe an AI extravaganza in three more episodes? Yeah, that sounds good. I'm down. Okay, until then, we will fill our time with horrible filler episodes of uh, the QQ cast. Uh, I like how no one even laughs. They're like, yeah, it's just... Uh, I, I'm, I'm debating if I should say just so normal episodes. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, correct. That sounds right. All right. Ruli, what music are we going to go out on? I don't know, put some like the the tank chasing you left for dead music. That's always good. It'll it'll trigger folks. Oh man. That's true, it has its own music cue. I can't think of anything clever to say QQ for grab, the Left for Dead. Uh, grab the Molotov. Molotov, please. QQ here. There you go. I there hate you podcasts. Go. Perfect. I just got bored. Everybody out.